0: Welcome to For the Throne uh, Dynasty Podcast. I am your new champion, Outdoor Furnishing Furnishings, aka Cascade Bear. Wow,
1: what a way to sh- start the show! On this episode of the For the Throne Dynasty Podcast, being joined by the Cascade Bear, new champion as he knocks off the fourteen and O Stirk Daddy. Will and Justin, do you have any comments
2: for the bear?
3: I think we said it beforehand, but congratulations. That was quite the the epic win. Thank you.
0: Proud of of you, man. I think uh, the team got fired up with the uh, Karen uh, hairdo put on the old um, snowball tournament championship photo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, before we get into the Four of the Throne, I want to recap the wild ending of the Gulag. So to, before we even get to that point, um, I just want to talk about the week beforehand, as we obviously have two weeks worth to talk about, um, as we weren't able to record last week. So where we left off with last time in the Gulag was we had three teams remaining. We had Billy... We had uh, Joe, and we had Prince Palmer, ours truly. Now, I'm pulling up the gulag here. If we take a look at the scores from week 16, to start with, Joe had 187 points in his performance. Ryan had 134 points, so 53 less, and Billy had 114 So Billy got outscored by 20 points in the week in which he got eliminated. Uh, The waivers were pretty simple. There wasn't much money left to spend. Uh, Ryan was the only one with money left. And then we got to week 17, which was Ryan versus Joe. And holy crap, Joe had this shit locked up all the way until Monday night. The Steelers versus the Browns, 58 seconds left in the game. And frickin' Najee Harris runs one in for about 40 yards, and Ryan, in his sleep, walks off on Joe, 126.2 to 119.2. So it doesn't seem like it was close, but literally he was down by three and a half points before that happened. In the comments, Joe immediately goes, are you fucking kidding me? Fuck this. Ryan conceded at lunch. (laughs) Shouldn't count. Fuck the Browns.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I remember seeing that touchdown, I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be crazy. And Joe's message afterwards was pretty great. And then we didn't hear anything from Ryan for another 12 hours.
1: Correct. <laughs> so just an insane ending. I've never seen something like that in the Gulag. Like, obviously, the Gulag is always crazy. But to win on literally the last play of importance, like, is just crazy. Um, just, crazy. Wow. <laughs> So I'm looking forward to having you guys back in next year and seeing what else comes from it. But, man, that's a tough way for Joe to lose half of his – or about 33% of his winnings that he could have had. Actually, it would be 50%.
0: That game was tough to watch after a while, you know. Uh. Yeah.
1: Baker got sacked so many times.
2: I only watched yeah. that game for uh, the Aaron Rodgers interview with the Manning cast. That was the mm-hmm. only thing that was worth watching. I forgot about that.
3: <laughs> Big Ben's song actually not that bad either. It was yeah, definitely was... bigger than Ben. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, bigger than Ben. Okay. So we, I don't really think, do you guys think we should talk about waivers? I mean, that was a week ago. I don't know if that'd be important. Irrelevant. Yeah. All right, Justin. So let's hear it. Now, Justin is going to cover two weeks' worth of cookies. He's going to cover the semifinals week, which in our semifinals, we had Stirk versus Andy, I believe, right? Because, Justin, did you play Cascade? Yes. Great. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think you did. Yeah, it was Sterk versus Andy in the semis, and then Justin versus Cascade. So, mm-hmm. Justin, do you, are you going to do one week at a time, or are you just going to do them both right away?
3: I'll do one week at a time. Um, We'll start with week 16 and we'll move to week 17, and I just won't do any of the totals until we're done. So week 16, now that I'm back from my honeymoon and back into this lovely uh, below-10-degree Wisconsin weather, (laughs) uh, Josh Allen in the semifinals was QB1 with 36.96 points. Running back one, waiver wire pickup. Justin Jackson for Bucks and Six with 34.2 points. Then Joe Mixon for Sturcutt had his second cookie with 31.5 points. Wide receiver one, that was the game that T. Higgins went off for Little Slads with 43.4 points. Wide receiver two was me in my semifinal matchup with Devontae Adams at 33.4 points. At tight end, though, my opponent and our new champion, (laughs) Mark Andrews for Jake with 26.5 points. The flex spots, Damian Harris for Little Slads had 28.3, and Debo Samuel for Jake with 29.1. At kicker, Ryan Suckup uh, for Andy had 16 points. We get to the defensive side of the ball, and Bucks and Six had a career – week as of for cookies uh, with Demarcus Lawrence with 24 and a half points of the D line spot at linebacker Jake's third cookie of the week goes to Foyasad Aluakan with 20 and a half points I'm actually proud of myself that I think I know how to say that right
1: hey, all right Jake, what's your what's your opinion on Foyasad Aluakan? because he had quite the, the last two weeks
0: Uh, he's a beast. Uh, I still can't believe him. I I picked him up off the waiver wire. Um, it took me about two weeks to say his name right. But, uh, yeah, I think this year you, I mean, wasn't for him at the end. I probably wouldn't have made it, you know, you don't expect that many points from, you know, a linebacker, I guess, uh, especially when that plays for the Falcons.
3: (laughs) Absolutely. He, he was pretty clutch. And I was more than a little pissed off at him in the semifinal, but. <laughs> All right, at DV Lefty had uh, Buddha Baker with 19. And then I had Aaron Donald with 17. So that total was 360.36, which was our sixth highest score of the week. We got our high was 402.74, which was not touched after week two. Um, we'll move on to week 17 and we had a whole different set of characters and a few of the same. So at QB, Russell Wilson, I'm pretty sure that's his first cookie of the year for Randy with 35.84 points at running back space balls. Now candles still lit. Najee Harris with 29.6 points was running back one. Running back two was A.J. Dillon with 22.3 points. I'm pretty sure there's a nickname for each of his thighs. I don't remember what that is, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, or quads, like quad, quad father or something like that. All right, wide receiver. Wide receiver one. A different Bengals receiver, which I'm pretty sure was the top wide receiver score in fantasy this past year for Ryan, Prince Palmer with Jamar Chase, who in this case he didn't, but in a lot of leagues probably won a lot of people a lot of money in fantasy championships with 55.6 points. He was outstanding and was epic, epic. epic performance for bucks and six. He came out strong with the cookie game at the end of the year with Amon Ra St. Brown, the very impressive rookie for the Lions with 35.4 points. At tight end, once again, Buxton Six. Noah Fant, the youth movement is upon us with 21.2 points at the tight end spot. The flex spots, uh, the first flex in the championship game, DK Metcalf for Cascade with 30.9 as he destroyed the Texans' horrendous secondary.
0: You're
3: all <laughs> and the second flex <laughs> spot was myself with Devontae Adams 30.6. Two straight weeks in the semis and the third place game there. At kicker, we had space balls, or now the candle's still lit with Justin Tucker with 15. Jake was able to overcome a ridiculous championship performance from TJ Watt, who had thirty-one and a half points on defense. That was
0: unbelievable. Four
3: sacks. I was so mad. (laughs) But you were saved quite a bit by Foyasada Luacan. Once again, 21 points. eyes and championship, 20 point performances. I I don't think he's going to uh, miss your starting lineup at all next year outside of injury.
0: No, no, not at all.
3: (laughs) And then two weeks in a row, Buda Baker, although much lower point performance this time, for Lefty with 12.5 as the DB. And our final cookie spot there at the IDP flex spot uh-huh. is Darius Leonard for Randy with 19 and a half. So then, now that cookies are – are we going to do cookies for week 18?
1: Uh, No, because 18 is not relevant for our league.
3: That's what I thought. All right.
0: Tim yeah, Boyle will sure get the cookie. Tim Boyle,
3: yes. <laughs> if Tim Boyle gets the cookie, he wins cookie of the year. Ooh. Mm. Yes. <laughs> All <laughs> right. So oh, the final tally then for quarterbacks, Josh Allen for Stirk takes the crown with six cookies. Next Dang. closest, it says Jackson, which I think is <laughs> controlling us, but I believe it's <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, for Danny. <laughs> Lamar you the Iranian TikTok King, and Tom Brady for both Will and Little Slats each had two cookies. Everyone else one or zero. At the running back spot, we had a three-way tie up top. We had Christian McCaffrey, and in his injuries still had four cookies for D. Sladkey. JT23 for myself with four. Jonathan Taylor. And Joe Mixon for the combined team of Cascade and Stirk four. Then right behind them with three is Derek Henry for Little Slads and Austin Eckler for Stirk, And then Nick Chubb for Randy, Leonard Fournette for Andy, Antonio Gibson for Will, Damien Harris for Little Slads, and Najee Harris for Space Falls all had two. An insane amount of people had one, and unfortunately, Keyshawn Vaughn had zero. Oh, sorry, <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> All right, week. at the wide receiver spots. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had a two-way tie up top with a wow. really strong last two weeks um, from Devontae Adams. He ties for myself, Cooper Cup, Breakfast Buddy, a.k.a. Two Girls, One Cup. For Andy with six cookies. Right behind Tyreek Hill for Sterk had five, Debo Samuel, the hybrid wide receiver running back for Jake had four. Uh, Justin Jefferson had three for Andy, and we had a very long list with two and an even longer list with one. Uh, let's see if we have any joke names at the end. Unfortunately, Denzel Mims for Will. <laughs> That's zero. Wow. Logan is really piling it on right now for you. All right, for tight ends. We'll have a great one at the end. Um, Travis Kelsey for Danny and Mark Andrews for our champion, each with five cookies. At the end, uh, right after that, in the technically third spot for Spaceballs is George Kittle. With three. Then Noah Fant with that week 17 cookie gets two. Yeah. Um, Gronkowski, Dawson Knox, Kyle Pitts, TJ Hawkinson, and Dallas Goddard each had one. Quite a few had zero. And we have a late addition to the cookie window with negative five cookies from the fantasy team of free agents. Duplicate player. <laughs> Never forget. rip rip yes he was traded from um miss trubisky at one point so he does have fantasy value
0: he does yes as good as uh trubisky
3: which isn't much (laughs) (laughs) all right at the kicker spot we had a four-way tie (laughs) at the top (laughs) Man, we're. I think the new competition is to see if I can actually make it through uh, the the cookies without laughing at some of the joke picks that are put on the bottom of this. Um, four-way tie at the top with Nick Folk for Stirk, Chris Boswell for lefty, Daniel Carlson for Randy, and Justin Tucker for space Falls. all had two. We had a host of kickers with one, plenty more with zero. Some probably had some negative points in the year in their – very short performances. Uh, (laughs) I can't even say it without laughing. Uh, We have Brucey from the longest yard was two for three with the cookies, which means that he actually was the fifth kicker at the top. (laughs) All right. Moving on to IDPs. Well, according to the bottom of this list, we have a new champ, for a defensive lineman, <laughs> he's he good a water man. boy, Bobby Boucher, with the high quality H two O, with eighteen, <laughs> even though there was not eighteen weeks. So, the actual top, we get a four way tie again with the defensive lineman spots. Harold Landry for Andy, who had a long lead for a while. Nick Bosa for Will. Miles Garrett for Sterk, and Aaron Donald for myself all with two cookies. Thank you. All right, linebacker spots. Holy crap, seven. Yeah, TJ Watt had a He's fantastic. technically
1: eligible for DL, defensive line as well.
0: Is he really? Okay. Yep.
3: Okay, so we could we could put him at well, either spot. Defensive lineman or linebacker, (laughs) he takes takes the crown. Oh, yeah. For Stark Daddy with seven for 17 for cookies. He was the highest scoring cookie player on the year. Darius (laughs) Leonard is right behind with five cookies for Randy. Roquan Smith for Danny, a.k.a. A Bella Dangerous Man. And the... Foy Assad Aluakan, who we've said quite a few times on this podcast already, for Jake, each had three. There he Eric is. Hendricks for Ryan, Micah Parsons for Jake as well, and Cole Holcomb for Logan had two. Quite a few had one, and that's all we got for the linebacker spot. I don't know <laughs> that joke. Um, and at the defensive back spots, we had Kevin Byard for Little Slads at the top of the leaderboard with four. Right after that, Trevon Diggs, the interception leader of the NFL for Spaceballs, now Candles to Lit, Tyran Matthew for Danny, Baker for Lefty, all with two cookies. A very long list with one. We had Rudy from Notre Dame who was offside, so he did not get a cookie. And of course, we had Kevin burnt toast King. With <laughs> wait, wait, how many cookies? Negative ninety. <laughs> Boy, I don't Remember know who Kevin put that King. On there, but was that even I, possible?
1: Wait, wasn't Kevin King the one that got burnt by Scotty Miller
3: in the yeah, NFC yeah. Championship game? Yeah. Oh my god, yep, yep. that's why it's Kevin burnt
2: toast King. Yeah, he's, make, he's making five million right now this year. <laughs> He had to yeah. tackle
3: the last game, so he did something. All right, moving on. Did he really? <laughs> the team team total. Yeah, I remember seeing it, and I was like, wait, he did something? That was actually positive? Um, team total for the year, for cookies. We still had a bunch of teams that did not – that were not creative. So we'll have to call them out. We'll have to come up with some fun names. <gasps> now that it's the end of the year podcast. Top of the leaderboard with a fantastic name, which might win Nickname of the Year, 2007. (laughs) Who was undefeated until the championship game with 35 cookies. My God. All right. In second place was our champ, Outdoor Furnishings, with 24. That is 11 less than our champ. I am amazed. Team D Sladkey was in third with 23 right behind him. What is Team D Sladkey's name for the year? We, I have a crew of three others that are sitting next to us. So, what do we got oh, for him? Uh, Slacker?
1: Team Slacky?
3: Team, team Slacky? <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't know, but d Slag he said, he's like, I put all my chips in the basket last this year, and I did nothing with it. But yeah, he was trotting out running backs like Mike Davis and someone else in the playoffs. Why don't we all
3: call right, them so chips? Team Chips in the Basket had, <laughs> was third for the cookies. Team fourth, I have a name for it already since uh, she did not have a name. We have Team Breakfast Buddies, a.k.a. Team Two Girls One Cup, aka Justin Jefferson, was not the rookie of the year. (laughs) I think we got three there. I think that's good. Uh, He she had twenty cookies. For Team Little Slads, we have Team Scrappy. Scrappy dude.
1: That's that's his That's his nickname. (laughs) That's his nickname.
3: Okay, Team Scrappy with seventeen. And the JSP fan club president from that short-lived alliance that my alliance members um, jumped away from me thinking that I was not going to win before the victory uh, with 17. Following that, we had Team Waddle with 15 and 200 mil all. Or arms wide open by Creed. Oh god. That is a <laughs> terrible. <song>. Fifteen cookies. <laughs> the team formerly known as Team Sharkwheel, formerly known as Team Rockies, Team Rockies Covid toe. Four seven six Lottery Odds. What do you got right now for us, Will? Team name likely to change. Team name Ooh. likely to change. There we go. For the Guardians? All right. Do we have In the Arms of an Angel queued up?
1: I can put it on here. <laughs> <Give> <laughs> because. Me
3: fuck
2: you, the old team man.
3: <laughs> Formerly known as Spaceballs, the FFT, with 13 cookies. And we're about to hear the fantastic sad song of a generation in the arms of an angel.
0: Oh my God.
3: In tribute to the first three years of this league with Spaceballs.
2: Retweet if you cried every time.
3: Let me know when you got it.
0: Just this is what the third owner now?
3: It hurts so deep. Is it the third owner for this team?
0: Greg, because wasn't it Rowdy and then Taco? Oh, yes. Wow. Or Taco then Rowdy or
3: Taco? Taco's now
1: Little Slats.
3: Oh, okay. So, Rowdy to Spaceballs 2, who we'll talk about shortly. Do we have in the arms of an angel ready?
0: I just DM'd you on Zoom.
3: Oh, okay. I did not, I did not hear that. My bad.
0: So beautiful.
3: <laughs> all right, and finally, in last place for the cookies, we have a tie, of Team Injured AF, or Team Palmer, um, and Team Fucks In Six. Um, you were all Elite Fantasy, and your team currently is Team Traylon Burks to the Moon.
1: I just changed it. Wait for it to update.
3: Team Bucks and six to the moon. Oh, Trelon team Traylon Bucks. Team Trelon
1: Bucks. <laughs> All
3: right. So, looking back at our top cookie ranks, number one still what week two four hundred and two point seven four points. The next closest, we had three ninety nine point eight in week five. Uh, we had three. Then a huge drop-off and 364.62 in week three. Week four was 362. Week five. Uh, then the championship weekend was 360.94, cracking the top five with a semifinals weekend less than a point behind. There we go. Our team cookie average for the year after our pitiful. Week 17 performance of 350, or sorry, week 9 performance of 315.64 added all together, we averaged a 350.95 team cookie performance, which is right around the average I'd expect after seeing these weeks, week after week. That is the conclusion of the 2021 cookies. It was a great year, guys.
1: Great job, Justin. Great job. Great job. Let's move on to the last dance cookies. We're going to update you on the last two weeks. Uh, Week 10, the cookie score was 451 points. It ranks 6 out of 10 at that time. I'm just going to take a look at the players. Starting, first of all, at the point guard, we had Steph Curry drop 60 for Eric. James Harden, the shooting guard, dropped 68.5 for Tyler. Beast. Nikola Jokic, the usual, 55 for Will. Karis Levert for Justin with 53.75. Miles Turner for me with 51.25. Devin Booker for Ryan, now Shubi, with 51.5. Giannis, the usual, for Jake, 60.25. And then Carl Anthony Towns for Eric with 50.75. In week 11, guess what, guys? We had our top-scoring cookie week. With 534 (laughs) points, including Will with an insane highest score in our league ever from his squad. What up? What did you score, like 590 or something?
0: 599, man. I thought at one point I was going to beat you. I was like, I can't believe I'm going to score over 500. Jake woke up the beast. So
1: 534 was the top score, and our second highest is 463. So that's 70 less points than our new number one week. So week 11 was one to remember. Starting first, a point guard position for the second straight week. Might have been third, I don't know. Tyler has James Harden with 70.75. There's three performances of 70 points this week. Shooting guard. He's not a shooting guard, but sleeper gives him the eligibility is LeBron James with 67. He literally has eligibility at every position, but center. Um, he definitely has like, uh, what do they call it? He's definitely a bribed sleeper. But so Justin 67 points from LeBron. That small floor. We had Jalen Brown for the Celtics and will with 70.25 second or third highest score in the week. Power
2: forward,
1: we had Giannis for Jake again with 70-and-a-half. Center, we had Nikola Vucevic for Andy with 63.75. Utility spots, some really, really freaking odd names, two of which were Raptors, starting with Pascal Siakam for Will with 63 points. Second was Hamadou Diallo for the Pistons, and he's on my team with 65-and-a-half. And then finally is Chris Boucher. I guess that trade that we made, Jake, is somewhat paying off.
0: It is. I didn't think it was at first.
1: (laughs) So he scores sixty three point two five for Jake. We take a look at the player totals at the top by himself. Out of eleven weeks, is Giannis. He's got eight out of eleven. Then we have Nikola Nikola Jokic in second with six out of eleven. And James Harden in third with five out of 11. So you can see how dominant Giannis was. And clearly, Jake, even if he doesn't pick the best game of the week, Giannis has a really good chance of getting a cookie anyways. It tied is. for fourth with four cookies, we have Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, and LeBron. Tied for, uh, I don't even know what that would be, uh, seventh. With three is Jonas Valanciunas, Miles Turner, and Steph Curry. And then a bunch of people with two and a bunch of people with one. Oh, my God. There's so many with one. <laughs> we take a look at the player totals. Starting at the top, we got BP for the gold. So Tyler remains in first with 17. We have Bill Walton smells colors in second with 15 indoor furnishings. Despite his record, has 13 third place. We have Sprite plus lemonade. No ice in fourth with 11 retirement benefit frauds in fifth with 10. Legalize Kemp in sixth with nine. Seas get trophies in seventh with seven, and then finally, now Team Shuby, not Young Guns, goodbye Ryan, has five. Another piece of news: some of you may not have seen. Ryan did resign from the Last Dance Basketball League. He said he wanted to focus on his South Bend Space Monkeys and sarcastaball Gulag and his For the Throne team. So we say good riddance to Ryan and we welcome in Shuby. And Shuby is already projected to win in his first week as a manager. He's supposed to project, he's projected to score like upper 400s. What? <laughs> is he playing you, Will? Oh, no, I think he's playing Cascade Bear. I'm playing what
2: right now. Justin, who are you playing? He's playing Shuby. Really? <laughs>
3: Yeah, I'm playing I had a couple single digit performances, which didn't help my cause either. So, yep, he's going to beat me. Great.
1: (laughs) One and all in the league. That'd be (laughs) hilarious. All right. So, we have one, well, we have two final portions here of the episode. So, first, the last thing we want to do is just kind of talk about the last two weeks. We've only had two matchups in the semis, and then we had one in the finals. Should we talk about the third place game? I mean, yes, probably, because there's money on the line. So I'm going to go back to – oh, my God, I forgot I have to transition back. We're now in our new week. All right, so I'll take them if that's okay with you, Justin, because I have it up right now.
3: Go for it. All
1: right. So week 16, the semifinals. Starting off, we had the first matchup, which was – Cascade Bear Outdoor Furnishings versus Justin, JSP Fan Club President. I I just saw, by the way, your new avenue, Justin. Is that the picture from fucking the Whitewater game? Correct. (laughs) You have the Ray Charles glasses on. Uh,
3: I was on another planet in that picture. Um, It is a Whitewater blackout night for a football night game. We all dressed Ooh. out in black, and we were extraordinarily drunk, and we were not 21, and there's a picture of the fan section. Everyone's looking at the camera, and I am staring off into the distance in the exact opposite direction. So, yes, since my team name is currently the JSP fan club president, I, that is now my new Abby.
1: Oh, God. So, Cascade Bear won this matchup 202.9 to 161.3, an absolute clapping of 61.6 points from Cascade. On Cascade's team, he had Jalen Hurts at the quarterback position with 20.6. Running backs, David Montgomery with 23.6. Wide receivers, he had Debo Samuel with 29.1. And a disappointing performance of A.J. Green, 4.3. Jake, I find it funny how I threw in A.J. Green in the trade we made, and he ended up starting for you the last two weeks, I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh regrettingly did I start him, you know, and then I heard the podcast after I started him when I was debating on starting Sony and I should have, but I, yeah, I I made it through and that was the important thing, but yeah,
1: Yeah.
0: he he might be going to the moon door.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I think Sony might get him though.
1: Yeah. Tight end was was Mark Andrews. Holy crap. Did he have a a great end of the season with 26.5? Did you guys know that he's yes. currently the tight end one on the season? Yes. I did. He's the number 20 fantasy player overall. That includes quarterbacks who usually score more. That's pretty crazy. Wow. Flex is you a DK Metcalf with 12.1. Greg Joseph at the kicker with 12. Shaq Barrett in the IDPs. Oh, my God, your IDPs did solid with 13. Voice out of Luukon, 20 and a half. Minka Fitzpatrick with 10 and a half. On Justin's side, he had Kyler Murray with 23.9. Jonathan Taylor with a disappointing, which is funny because he ran for 108 yards, 10.8 points. Daryl Henderson with 1.7. Devontae Adams (laughs) with 33.4. Christian Kirk 11.8. Zero from Devontae Parker. He didn't even get a target.
3: Yep. That was the Ian Ian Book game. I watched that game. was very disappointed.
1: There, if it makes you feel any better, there's no one you could have put there that made you win the game.
3: No, not at all. That's <laughs> I wasn't as disappointed as I could have been. Um, I did make a fantasy championship game by less than a point against Randy in another league, so I was very excited about that. Which I did not win. <laughs>
1: So you had Amari Cooper in your flex with a 21-and-a-half point performance. Aaron Donald was 17. C.J. Mosley was 17. And that was it. Cascading Bear moves on to the finals for the second straight year and Justin to the third-place game. The second matchup was between Andy Pollock and Stirk Daddy. Stirk Daddy was not the 2007 Patriots at that time. I don't know what his team name was. But Andy was, again, uh, just Team Andy Pollock. Stirk won this match of 134 to 121.9. So it's about a 12-point victory. On Andy's side, she had Javante Williams with 10. Melvin Gordon scored 1. Matthew Stafford scored 8. Not good. Tyler Lockett scored 6. Not good. 19.6 from Justin Jefferson. 21.3 from Cooper Cup. She flexed Keelan Cole with four and a half points. Ryan Suckup had 16. TJ Edwards had 13. On Sturk's side, he had 36.9 from Josh Allen, as Justin previously mentioned. 31.5 from Joe Nixon. Only 3.8 from Saquon. 3.9 from Tyreek. 16.8, though, from Gerald Everett. 10 from Devontae Freeman. And then his IDPs, three of them scored two or less. But regardless (laughs) of the low-scoring game, Sturk Daddy moved to 15-0 on the year. And moved on to the championship again for the second straight year, looking to repeat against Cascade Bear. We move on to the finals. And the finals in the third place game, we had Team Andy Pollock versus JSP Fan Club President. And JSP Fan Club President takes home the third place payment with a 169.2 to 132.6 victory, around a 36 and a half point victory. On Andy's side, she had Matthew Stafford with 18.2. For the second straight week, she benched Joe Burrow in an unbelievable performance. Uh, she got 12 from Tyler Lockett, 11 from Justin Jefferson, 21 from Cooper Cup. The rest of these are kind of mediocre. 10.5 from TJ Edwards, 10 from Carlton Davis. On Justin's side, he had 26.9 from Tyler. 18.4 from Jonathan Taylor. For some fucking reason, he started Kyle Juszczyk with 2.9. Explain yourself.
3: <laughs> uh, it was that or Andrew Walton or <laughs> oh, uh, dude. Darnell Anderson wasn't, was not playing. I had, I literally had to start someone and all of my options were either hurt or worse. So I needed to get some positive points and I did something.
1: 30.6 from Devonte adams 13.9 from christian kirk 10 from gusick 19.6 from brandon cooks 10.8 from mari cooper 11 from robbie Gould, a zero from bobby wagner what the hell happened there did he get hurt
3: i think he did yeah yeah, yeah.
1: and then 10 from cj mosley so congrats justin on your third place finish the finals, we had Cascade Bear versus Cirque Daddy for the second straight year. And Cascade Bear walks away with a 30-point victory, 185.5 to 155.2. On Cascade's side, even with a slightly disappointing game from Jalen Hurts, who yes. almost got trampled trying to exit the stadium. Have you guys <laughs> seen the video?
0: Yeah, yeah that's yeah. crazy. That was unbelievable. I mean, and Classic Act two. You know, the way he handled it, I think. Yeah, and he just
1: took took selfies with the people. He he also <laughs> wrote a letter to the stadium or something, just asking, like, what are they doing to prevent that from ever happening again?
3: In notes app.
2: <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't forget that that stadium, like, spewed sewage onto the fans as well. So that whole entire place is a dump, and they just need to completely just, you know, fund a new stadium or something. That's now, right
1: before just a quick little fun note before we move on now that we're on the topic of washington um did you guys hear that february 2nd they're going to be coming out with the uh the football names or the football team name yes Mm
2: -hmm. the names are very underwhelming and somewhat disappointing i was kind of hoping for uh the red tails to kind of, you know, talk, you know, (laughs) showcase the Navajo code talkers. And now all of these are just bad.
1: So I'm going to read through them and I'm, and anybody can just give me an instant reaction on them. Okay. I'm actually reading it on CBS where they rank the uh, team names. So the ones that, that they have number one, that the one that they have ranked number one is the red Hawks. Do you guys like that or no? No,
3: it's okay. Whatever.
1: So the story behind it is, I don't know if you guys knew this, but like when the when the Redskins well oh, just said it, sorry, uh, were good, the, a lot of their fans like wore pig noses and pig ears. I don't necessarily know why, but they're kind of like trying to bring in that nostalgia piece. It sounds like the number two ranked.
0: They had um, they had oh. a huge line back then, and they were running um they were running a different offense at the time, and so yeah, I think it was with. Uh, Ernest Biner, or even earlier than that, I think around uh, Doug Williams' time. You know, back when they, yeah, that was back in the 80s. Yeah, so that, I grew up as knowing them as the- Before know, we were born? The Hogs. Oh, nice. <laughs> that would be cool.
1: Uh, they kind of leaked bits and pieces of the jersey. I, obviously, you haven't seen the whole thing, but a lot of people are thinking that's not what they're going to do, but a lot of fans want that to be it, or the Red Tails, like a hawk. Um, but we'll see. Number two ranked on this list is the Armada, which I looked it up, and it's like a Spanish group of fleet ships. Mm-hmm. I don't know it sounds kind of badass, but not many people would know what it is. Number three is the, the Washington, Washington Presidents.
0: <laughs> I don't know what their logo would be. God.
3: Number you, four is probably that... be
0: like the guys running around uh, at the Nationals game, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, would it be like the uh, big uh, head guys? (laughs) Like the
3: mascots?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Number four is the Admirals. Hell no, you're not stealing it from the Milwaukee Admirals.
3: Milwaukee Admirals will always be better.
1: Five is the Sentinels. Six is the Brigade. Seven is the Red Tails. And eight is the Commanders. Nine is the Defenders. I don't
2: like either of those last ones. Those sound lame as hell. If it's the defenders, they should just rebrand it to be the D.C. defenders. Well, Lots seriously, that's the XFL team. That's got
0: to be and trademark
2: it, infringement, isn't it? I would think yeah. so. I don't know what they would do, but that, I mean, that's to me, it'd be the only way to really rebrand the whole entire thing. But, yeah.
3: Uh, I mean, so no matter yeah. what, I like what PFT said. Like, no matter what, they're going to be mad. You're going to be mad about the team name eventually, and it eventually grows on you. Like, Washington football team is not a good team name, but I'm used to it at this point after two years with it. Yeah, um, I got to listen to
1: that episode. I, I assumed he'd have a – or they'd have a segment on it on the show. Is it good?
3: Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. I was just, okay. just saying, like, within 24 hours with for about a week, people will be mad no matter what they pick. Wow. And then uh, eventually they'll get used to it. And Big Cat was saying, like, I don't mind the Washington football team as much as I thought I would. It's weird, but I don't mind it. And I kind of yeah. agree with that. Like, it's definitely strange. And I would definitely hope that they get a real team name, but beyond that, it's, <laughs> it's whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah okay, they
3: crewmates. Yeah, and so, I heard like the Red Tails, they were running
0: into copyright uh, issues. Well, the Red, was, the
1: Red Wolves was the Red Wolves was big trouble because the Timberwolves were the ones that were countering too. it. Hmm. So, uh, going back here, as we were talking about it in championship game. Jake had David Montgomery at 20.1, Sony Michelle at 18.9, Debo Samuel with 17, Keenan Allen 14, Mark Andrews 14. So a lot of actually average performances, but they got the job done. Double digits is all you needed. Aaron Jones had 15 and DK Metcalf, though, went off. So he got he made his money's worth after that trade with Will with 30 points. Carlos Dunlap, though, scored 1.5, <laughs> and you immediately dropped him before the the parade even happened.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's hurt, man. I, you know, I look back at his stats. He was scoring 20, 20 points the last two games, and I thought, well, this has got to be a cakewalk against Detroit, right? Like, you know, Shaq Barrett was out, and I wasn't really sure, you know, um, uh, what's his name chasing a Mahomes all day. I was like, oh, I don't know, man. Detroit with Tim Boyle. Give me Dunlap. And then he gets hurt, and I'm like, oh, dude.
3: <laughs> Your boy, of
1: Luacon, with another stud performance with 21. And then on his side, he had 20.9 from Josh Allen, 15 from Mixon, 20 from Eckler. So you'd assume from this so far, he kept pace, 20 or 15 from Mike Williams, 10 from Tyreek, Tyreek Hill. That was a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh six from Everett, seven from Cordell Patterson, 10 from Saquon. Look at his IDPs, even with a 31-point performance from T.J. Watt. Like, if you look at some of these scores, you would have thought it was a lot closer than it was, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, he, most of his yeah. guys score between 10 and 20. So, But I guess every player in the matchup just scored a couple more on Cascade side, and it just eventually adds up.
0: I was uh, freaking out with with like I said Watt, you know, yeah. And then um, Tyreek not really doing anything too coming off the COVID list the last couple of weeks that 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 was huge too. And I do believe I texted you when Pittsburgh stopped mixing. Yeah, was that, or, yeah, a couple times in a row at the goal line, and I'm like, oh, yeah. So that was it. That's it.
1: How does it feel to be champion? great is it gonna feel great. better when you have your trophy
0: yes but it's nice to be to know that it i won for the throne championship <laughs> you know um uh, with against you know 11 very good managers um it was it was a tough season and uh i didn't think it was going to be easy against against 15 and oh stirk you know uh, he had already beat me by 40 points i think earlier in the season <laughs> Yeah, I think he David must have, He had to have
1: beaten you twice in the regular season.
0: Oh yeah, he whooped me twice. I think the first game oh, and towards the end of the season. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I'm looking right here. Week one, you lost by 15, and then in 15. week 12, you lost by oh god, 16. 40. Yeah, you yeah dropped knew He dropped 215.
3: Yeah, it's really hard to beat a team three times in one year. That is true. That's true.
1: All right. So to wrap up here, we have two things we need to cover. First of all is the lottery. So right before we recorded here, we did run the lottery. And the the six, I guess we'll call them teams that were in it were. First of all, with the highest odds individually was Lefty with his own pick. He had six balls. I was second with my pick with five. Prince Palmer, his own pick, had four balls. He also, though, had three balls from Little Slacky. So if you combine, that's seven that he had in the lottery. Then we had Candle Still Lit. We'll explain in a second. Had two. And then WGL Will had one ball. With the first overall pick, we had a swap. And Bucks and six is the number one overall pick. Yours truly.
0: Oh, congratulations. Nice.
1: I move from 2 to 1. Number 2
0: was Lefty,
1: so he drops back from number 1 to number 2. For number 3, <laughs> it stayed the same. Ryan's pick was, remained 3. Number 4, Ryan's pick that was little Slaz remained the same. Candle still lit. His pick remained the same at 5. And then Will, it picked 6. He stayed the same as well. So the only swap that we saw was the number one and number two overall pick, just me and Tyler switching picks. Believe it or not, we had no repeats when Abby drew out the balls. So that is the lottery. Uh, No, it was in like a girly Vera Bradley box. (laughs) (laughs) So that is that. To wrap up here, if you have not already seen – we say goodbye to Spaceballs. Spaceballs was in our league for two years. He stepped into our league at a difficult time. Um, He had a competitive team for his entire existence with us. Uh, But unfortunately, um, I know a good amount of people were just a little frustrated with his interaction with our league and ability to communicate. Uh, obviously a real nice guy, you know, once in a while he'd pop in, drop a Spaceballs gift (laughs) and go about his way. Uh, so obviously there's no hard feelings here at all. We obviously want to thank Tyler as well for helping us find someone in that time where we needed to find a replacement. Um, and we do thank Spaceballs for his time in our league. Um, however, we are going to be replacing him with the man known as Johnny. Eats. he was in on our lottery he introduced himself to some of the guys uh and, and it was funny he goes right when he left he's like will goes yep he's gonna be good <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that he was fun good. looking forward to seeing him uh i know he's he's bought into dynasty he's starting to he's just starting to kind of get himself familiar with the sleeper app and then uh once we start opening trading. I know he said he was going to hit up some people in the DMs. So that'll be exciting to see. I know uh, he's looking forward to it. So as we leave here, I'm going to leave you with the Spaceballs theme song. Goodbye. And we'll see you next week for awards and Will's segment on the building blocks of the For the Throne rosters. (music)
3: we